The Weezer Bracket is brought to you by Guangi. Do you think uh, LeBron went method when he was portraying Guangi? I, I think we have to explain who Guangi is. <laughs> no, we don't. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, it's, it's Smallfoot came out last week, and everyone knows who Guangi is <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> the country is currently wrapped up in Guangi mania. <laughs> there is a movie called Smallfoot. I think it's about like what, like Yetis? Some uh, Sasquatches. Sasquatch. I think. But that's what Yetis are, right? They're like snow Sasquatches, right? <sighs> I don't know. I think that's what Yetis are. I think, yeah, I guess. Yeah, anyhow, they're like basically snow Sasquatches. Abominable snowmen. Abominable snow, snowmen. And anyhow, LeBron plays the character of Gwangi in it. <laughs> and he's real proud. And so I made this bold prediction that he's going to basically take on Gwangi as a nickname. And he's going to say like, you know, you don't bring that to, to Gwangi's house. <laughs> or he's like... Like, LeBron, how did you come back in the game? He's like, I just had to go full guangi on it. There's this guy who comes to my local uh, bar. He rustic. He only comes for uh, karaoke anymore. He, I, I was just looking at, I was just following LeBron's Instagram one day. And he, and like LeBron's like, like filming him doing like voicing Gwangi, and that dude's just right next to him. <laughs> he's an actor, and he's oh, like, okay. I was like, is this Maverick Carter? Or no, no, he's like an actor, that? and he's the only one they sent to like they sent him to Cleveland to do like voice recordings with LeBron because they're like LeBron's like give me someone to act against, I guess. So oh, so this guy is just like a set actor, not like he's he's not in the movie. He's just like running lines. No, no, he's in the movie. He voices one of the guys. Oh, it. okay. But he's like, a, he's not like a huge person. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's not Channing Tatum here. Who's, <laughs> <laughs> I think, the main character of the movie. I don't know. I don't know anything about yeah. this movie. But I was just like, what the fuck is that dude doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, Gwangi. Gwangi is some sort of Sasquatch or Yeti or one of these creatures. And I don't know anything that he does, but I know LeBron's doing it, and LeBron's very proud to be in this cartoon. Do you think he's any good? Do you think LeBron's a good actor? Did you see Did you see Trainwreck? No, I didn't. He's really good in Trainwreck. But oh, he's playing LeBron James. Well, let me put it this way. Compared to the history of NBA stars who've acted, he's uh, he's top tier. I mean, Ray Allen's good, you know. But he's he's better than Shaq. Not hard. <laughs> he's much better than Jordan. <laughs> have you ever watched rewatched space jam lately it's not good well there is not a line that michael jordan has that is more than five words in the in the movie it's like what's up bugs okay i'm michael jordan what are you gonna do kill me you can't kill me these are what, not, you're these gonna are kill, not lines what, from you're th- gonna kill are... my dad <laughs> yeah i'd like to see you do that you mafia guys we've talked about this <laughs> the most fascinating thing about space jam is it's a movie where where michael jordan bets on basketball he, and he did it to prove that he didn't bet on basketball. Well, that's my favorite thing about Space Jam. It's like totally like Michael Jordan creating this false revisionist hist- history about why he goes back to b- basketball. I mean, that's a that's what a lot of NBA players do. I mean, Kobe <laughs> Bryant did it in Dear Basketball. Uh, they normally don't get the Looney Tunes involved. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're in Dear Basketball. Uh, Space Jam's horrible. The soundtrack bangs, though. I mean, I used to. I, it was like the first movie I was super excited for. It was the first, like, I was in second grade. It was the first movie I was like, "Take me opening night." I had all the Space Jam toys. You still have a Space Jam jersey? 
I bought that recently. Yeah. I don't wear it very often. Will you wear a Gwangi jersey? <laughs> if they make a Gwangi jersey, I'll... Uh, only if it's like a Cleveland Gwangi oh, jersey. Oh, guess what? I got some bad news. I'm not going to be wearing a Lakers Gwangi jersey. <laughs> if it's Gwangi, I might suspend my anti Lakers <laughs> sentiment just because it's so absurd. Uh, Gwangi forever. It's week 20 of the Weezer Bracket. There are more episodes of the Weezer Bracket than there are episodes of Freaks and Geeks now. I don't think that was really uh, the metric that we were trying <laughs> yeah. to go. Um, I think there are more episodes of I, the Weezer Bracket than there are the UK office. Again, I don't think anybody was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Am I going to watch an episode of the UK office or am I going to listen to Weezer Bracket? There's someone that could have happened to. Well, we hope you choose us then. I don't blame you if you've chose the UK office. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> uh, I have some Weezer news. I, saw, I did some Weezer-related things this weekend. You did? I went and saw Rivers Cuomo play at Hollywood and Vine in front of the Capitol Records building with the LA Philharmonic. Like, at least, like, just a string section. Yeah, just, like, seven of them. Yeah. Something like that. All strings. I was going to go. Yeah, I didn't expect you to show up at 11 o'clock on Sunday. Well, here's what happened. I The night before, I was like, I'll, I'll set my alarm and do it. And so, I'm like, oh, wait, when does it go on? And I Googled it. And I found some LA Times page about the whole thing. Yeah. And they said 1230. Oh, I think that's why this thing was not that well attended. I mean, I went by the actual website. Yeah, I just I just did what came up. I'm like, yeah. and then it's like L.A. Times. They're usually on their shit, but uh, not this time. L.A. Times, you are fake news. Well, if you got there, you had been able to have seen Jeff Goldblum, and that was fascinating. I like Jeff Goldblum. I don't like the meme version of Jeff Goldblum. You know what I I'm saying? I don't think there's anything other than that anymore. Yeah, I got really sunburnt. <laughs> Yeah, well, you and I do. I think I we get sunburned in 20 minutes. let me minutes. show you. Can you see my neck? Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, I got super sunburned. This but- is one of the better times you've shown me your sunburn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, he only played one Weezer song. Really? Yeah, the rest were all covers. Oh, so Okay, so he covers Africa. What else does he cover? Aha, uh-huh, Take On Me. Oh, really? He co- He capitulated to another meme? And then he did uh, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So this was uh, four songs long? Yeah. All right. I'm not too torn up about missing that, then. No, it was like a half an hour. And they also, like, the the string section played a couple, like, um, pieces before he came on. Yeah, they played, like, a medley? Yeah, not of, like, Weezer, no. Oh, really? No, they played, like, some just kind of, like, just some general pieces. And then he came on. How much do you think he got paid for that? I don't think he got paid anything. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. But No, he got paid absolutely nothing. I mean, it's kind of cool to have here, like, Island in the Sun with a string section. It sounded really weird. I know. There's a video you can see on our uh, on our Twitter page. Yeah, I put it up. 
But that was really cool. I think it's the only time you'll I'll ever see a Rivers Cuomo Jeff Goldblum double bill. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we can rule that one out. Oh, he told a story that I really like because some more like Rivers theorizing. All right. So because it was also like for the Philharmonic's hundredth anniversary, but it was also when they do that civ civ uh, civil Yeah. So there were all the bikers, and like he just goes. I'm really glad to support this bike thing that's going on. <laughs> and the, but he tells a story about his bike being stolen. Because like I guess every Friday night is date night with him and his wife. Okay. That so keeps... they went out to dinner like two weeks ago and someone stole his bike. Wait, they went out to a date on their bikes? I know. Isn't it, this is uh, some stri- this is some straight ass like Rivers Cuomo shit. <laughs> he stole his bike. But he was like, it was kind of cool because he got to, he was really happy he got to ride with the bird zone, basically. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was on my way here. I was wondering if Rivers had ever ridden a bird, actually. Well, you have the answer now. Wow. I'm kind of disappointed. But then he said a week later, he went to a, the next date night. He went to a movie with his wife. And they came out and they stole her bike. Did Rivers and his wife not buy bike locks? No, he said they 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 had like um they had like the yeah he said that he got a new one that's really hard to crack but he's like yeah if you just use the uh, simple ones they'll just snap it. Yeah, you need a U lock. Look, here's the bike safety. Don't get the cable lock. Get a U lock. Yeah, but anyhow, he's got a new lock that he thinks is really good and seems well, not to. All right, well PSA: don't try to steal Rivers' but, bike. But my real question is, what movie did I go see? We say it. I mean, I don't think there was a rep screen of Swim Fan playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, what is playing right now? I doubt he went to go see Mandy. He did not go see Mandy. <laughs> no, he, he could have been in Santa Monica. He, what? It, it was played in Santa Monica, so that was possible at the time. Oh, if it was a week ago, yeah. would it have been at the Vista yet? No. Okay. Um. What it had only been playing here? a day at the Vista, when the, or did, two days. Since. Do you think they went and saw Fahrenheit 11.9? No, I do not. <laughs> uh, maybe he went and saw The Predator. He definitely did not see The Predator. Maybe they were a little late, caught up on Mission Impossible Fallout. Like, I, like Rivers Cuomo seems like someone who ends up seeing like a movie two months after it came out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's see what's, uh, what's, what's playing right now. Um... Let's go to my movie. He definitely doesn't have movie pass. All about Nina. I don't even know what that is. That's uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's. Movie. Oh, that's the one. She's like a stand-up and yeah. like, and someone sexually I assaults hope, her. Or something. I hope he went to go see Night School. Oh, that was playing. That just started playing last weekend. A House with the Clock in Its Walls. Do you think he'll go see Venom? Oh, he's got to support the Venom song that, that you put up <laughs> on our Twitter page today, right? I can see him. See, oh, I know exactly what he saw. What? Crazy Rich Asians. That's possible. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think that probably solves it, actually. Anyhow, you ready to get this started? Yeah, let's do it. Round one of the Elite Eight. Beverly Hills. Off of make-believe. The truth is, I don't stand a chance. It's something that you're born into, and I just don't belong. No, I 
don't, I'm just a no-class beat-down fool And I will always be that way I might as well enjoy my life and watch the stars play Versus tripping down the freeway off of Ratitude. This is really fucking hard. I can't believe one of these songs is not going to progress. Yeah. I can't believe it's the end of the road for some. Oh my God. Um, I'm kind of happy about it because we won't have to talk about it. (laughs) Oh my God. What more is there to say about these two shitty songs? You know what? It's actually really interesting that these are at the polar opposites of popularity. Yeah. Like one is arguably their most popular song. Well, yeah. Island in the Sun is, is it, but like this is like well, maybe next to that. I agree. And then there's a song that if you don't haven't subjected yourself to the deep cuts of Red and Ratitude and all that. I'm really split on which song is worse here. I'm like really fighting with it. It's tough. Because like objectively, I think Tripping Down the Freeway might be a worse song. But just like everything Beverly Hills represents really pushes it. Yeah, it's got a lot of baggage. Yeah, there's so much baggage to Beverly Hills. It kind of represents Rivers at like his laziest songwriting. I mean, it's up there. I mean, it represents also just the fact that it was successful and it kind of feels like it validates that sort of songwriting or or, that, or this sort of like push that R- Rivers is doing. It's also that I think a lot of people interpret it with the ironic tinge to it yeah. that is not there. I guess there are people who actually like Beverly Hills. No, 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 no. No, they like it as an aspirational thing. They they want to be rich. They want to be successful. They want to be famous. They want to be beautiful. They want to buy Goop products, and they want to they want to have a twenty seven dollar salad for lunch. You know? Yeah. I mean, look, if I could do that every day, that'd be kind of dope. I might do it in other parts of town, but you know. Uh, I don't think it's just that. There are people who like the song for other reasons than just like, oh, they actually want to live the Beverly Hills lifestyle. Because I don't think it's as simple as that. I think for some people, they but that's how they equip it. They, they, they just take it as that, and they're like, yeah, I want to be eating at Spago's, and I want to turn around, and I don't, there's Christina Aguilera. I think, you're thinking people, I think you're thinking mainstream people put way too much. That's more thought than they put in the most music, I think. I think <laughs> with a lot of it, it's just like, it sounds okay, it's kind of catchy and hummable, and, it's, uh, and you can be okay listening to it on the radio without having to think. Yeah. And I think that's probably it more than anything else. The question becomes, do you punish the song for becoming popular? I punish a song for what it's come to represent and what, me, what it makes me think of the band. And yes, I do. I mean, those are your arguments against yeah. Island in the Sun, so I totally... You're yeah, being completely but consistent. I can, still find, I can still find 
merit the island of the sun and i understand the island song is a good song there's nothing good about beverly hills you know it's like there's nothing like i can I even can, like I, I can, you don't like the riff it has that kind of crunchy guitar that you're looking for sometimes but it sounds overproduced and crunchy i can see that i will say every time we talk about tripping down the freeway i get to bring up one of my favorite subjects <laughs> you know what it is swim fan baby swim fan Oh my God! How many times do you think he's seen it? Well, like I said early on, there's there were no rep screenings of it in L.A. recently, or he'd be going to that with his <laughs> wife on date night. So you think they stay home and watch Swim Fan, and then like his wife was just like, "I I want to see a different movie. He's I want to like, see oh, any other movie." He's fine. It's just like fine. Are there any other Sherry Appleby, <laughs> Appleby movies out right now? She's like, "Well, there's that third season of." Uh, Cause it's out, right? That third season of uh, the show, she's the, the Lifetime. It's not Lifetime now. Hulu has it. Now. Oh, oh, of um, Unreal. Unreal. It's Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, I like the first season. The second season. First really, season's fucking awesome. Second season really killed it for me. Do you think he's ever like, okay, we're not gonna watch Swim Fan? How about we watch the first Project Greenlight movie, Battle of Shaker Heights, <laughs> <laughs> starring a young Shia LaBeouf and uh, who? Amy Smart. Amy Smart, yes. And Amy Smart. Uh, anyhow, yeah. I guess season three of Unreal is actually on Hulu. I think there was a Hulu. like they. Oh, like, really? Yeah, they made a third season. And it just came out and no one talked about it. I'll take a look. I like Craig Gipierko. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> he, he's a really good uh, uh, podcast guest. I've heard him on other podcasts. He's actually really good. Oh, he's terrible at Twitter. And I, it's amazing. Really? Because he has a thing where you link your Twitter to your Facebook but then he also has his Facebook linked to his Twitter. Oh, my God. So he'll retweet something, and then it goes to his Facebook, and it says, like, Craig Bierko retweeted this. Yeah. And then that posts back to his Twitter account. So oh, he no. has a tweet that says, Craig Bierko retweeted GokuFan69 saying, I love you, Craig. You are great in fear and loathing, you know? This is horrible. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you not notice? I mean, but, you know, to be fair, some people do not look at Twitter 16 hours a day like we do. I know. I've heard him on multiple podcasts, and he always tells the same story about how he, um, how he turned down the role of Chandler on Friends. I just can't imagine him as Chandler. No, no, it worked out for the best. Yeah. There, but we might be work, living in an alternative universe where Craig Bierko is... There's also a chance it's just not successful then? Yeah, it's like, then it's like, oh, yeah, Friends, that show that was on for two seasons? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that Chandler was the lin- linchpin of that show. Hey, man. Well, yeah, you know. The second half of that series, I think, ran a lot on the Monica Chandler like relationship. Yeah, I've read those Wikipedia entries about like what happens on those later, and I'm like, what? You've never seen the second half of Friends? Those later, like season eight and shit no, like I've that? seen them all. No, I kind of like it as just reading Wikipedia, where it's just like, what? Because it all sounds like, wow, that sounds wacky. I don't want to watch these episodes. So we're in this tangent, and like, I want to get back to talking about Weezer, but can I bring up, remember when we found those fake like, ep- like final season of Family Matters? Like, <laughs> yeah. and they were insane, but Family Matters was so insane that I kind of could believe that they were You could kind of believe it. It's yeah. like, Judy goes into space. Okay. Judy would have never been on it because they had gotten rid of Judy many seasons before that. <laughs> she went upstairs and never came down. They No, she came down at one point. Oh, did she? And that was her joke. Oh, really? And I think it was a different actress. That makes sense. 
I think well they, well, they also no, replaced think, Harriet right in the final season. They, so I think she came down, and she was just like, "I was upstairs in my room for a long time," and then like Harriet's like, "Go back up," and then she goes back up. And I think that's the entire joke. Jesus. Anyhow, and then the didn't the real Judy become a porn star? Yeah, that happened. Do you think Jaleel White likes any Weezer songs? Urkel would be a huge Weezer fan. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of weird that Weezer didn't appear on the show. Maybe if it I, makes so much sense. If you, we should become music video directors and pitch them a Urkel music video. You can't make money as a music video director anymore. No. Music video directors usually, unless they're Joe Kahn, have to put their own money in. I know. By the way, Marco Siega had a big week. Oh, he did. Did you see the rating? Like 10.5 million uh, viewers for the pilot of uh, God Friend and Me? Holy shit. Yeah. Congrats, Marco. Much bigger than the uh, Mur- Murphy Brown uh, premiere, which kind of got, had middling ratings. Well, that's because Marcos didn't uh, direct. <laughs> Marcos Murphy did Brown. not direct the, the uh, first episode of the new Murphy Brown. It's not new, I guess. Is it? Yeah. No, it's the new Murphy Brown. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> tripping down the freeway. You know what? Can we just vote? W- which song do you think Murphy Brown? would like what if weezer went on murphy brown uh i think they'd probably play island island in the sun <laughs> someone that, uh someone someone asked on twitter actually a really good question oh i don't think you get this question because you've never watched joe Perro reads the church announcements i haven't no but you know it's about him like hearing uh it's a bob o'reilly for the first time and becoming obsessed with I've it i've seen that one yeah yeah so but his the question was if there if it was a weezer song which song would it be i want to say hash pipe I think it's no. I think it's either Buddy Holly or saying it. So it has to be like one of the most famous ones. It might be Island in the Sun, because that's the whole joke of it. You know. Yeah. It's like an inescapable song that. But it's also the fact that it's just like one of the most indulgent songs of all time. Listen, you can't do the whole thing. Yeah. It's the Mary Kate Ashley version of Island in the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Rivers kind of sent a tweet about that the other day? No. It's like I think I heard one of my songs in a Mary Kate and Ashley movie. <laughs> By the way, he was tweeting when he was uh, doing that show you were at. Well, I said it was probably his mother. I think he also maybe has a bunch of tweets set to... Yeah, no, it's on the tweet deck. It's yeah. clear. Like, he logs on once a month, maybe. Yeah. Which we all should do, but I'm never going to be like that. I know. I'm, I'm trapped, man. I can't get off of it. I know. And it makes me very unhappy. I know this for I a fact. I know. Me too. We're in hell. But Anyhow, I can't stop. Can we vote? Uh no, let's draw this out more. No, no, no. Okay, we can vote. I th- I gotta vote for Beverly Hills. Still beating that Beverly Hills Jones. Beverly keep- Hills Andrew. I will. I will keep on beating that drum. I'm going to beat off that drum all oh, night long. Oh boy, there's a there's an image for all you viewers. <laughs> um, it's tough. But since I have defended the riff in Beverly Hills and I cannot really find anything to defend in tripping down the freeway, um, besides that it exposed us to Rivers' swim fan uh, addiction, I, I have to vote for tripping down the freeway. I, it's just, uh, it's, I remember like going through the, wow. I remember going through all the albums 
and this one just sticking out as the worst to me when I was going through. And so I'm, I'm sticking with it. I've been beating the tripping down the freeway drum. I'm not going to make a vulgar joke like you did. He's uh, beating off down the freeway. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> I guess that means we have to make a call. We do. Wow. All right. We are going to call our friend and a, lo- a lawyer friend of ours. Mark Humphrey. Maybe he can bring the law into this. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of these songs is illegal? <laughs> yes. Hey, man, you're on the Weezer bracket. Oh boy, am I being recorded? Yeah, yes, oh, you oh, are. We, yeah, we got to tell you because you're a lawyer. Yeah, you are being recorded. Yeah, yeah you're aware this is a two party consent state, right? Cool. Uh, we, we no, we can't stop partying state. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I, I mean, the people we call are pretty down with it. They, they usually know, they, know we're calling. They know what's going on. So, like, is it possible for me to win anything? No, is, is like that. You, you get to no. you have to you lose because you have to talk about these songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, this, is, this is a nice break from what I've been up to. So <laughs> yeah, you're on trial right now. Oh, you're yeah, you're well, not I'm on up, trial. I'm up on trial. Somebody else is, but yeah. <laughs> are you going to nail them? Are you prosecuting them? Or I uh, can't really say much, but it's a civil case, so it's not it's not as you know. Oh, it's not like what you see, not like what you usually see on TV. Oh, this is a pretty entertaining one, I gotta say. Oh, Ooh, nice. Cool. Uh, is the oh. American rock band Weezer involved in any way? You know, it's not. Okay. Oh, damn it. No, I, I really wish it was. And we don't give a shit. No, <laughs> I don't think he could tell. Uh, talk to us if it yeah, were. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, so no conflict of interest. So we have two songs to submit to you. Okay. One is called Beverly Hills. You ever heard it? Oh, yeah. It's on my least favorite album, actually. Oh, wow. The other is called Trippin' Down the Freeway. Yeah. It's on, <laughs> off a of ratitude. <laughs> hmm. Here's the thing. All I remember about Ratitude is that it has a great cover, like album cover. I don't even like that cover. It's because it's just like a meme. He just took a meme and used it as the cover. Yeah, that's also true. I, I like dogs, so, you know. That's, oh, there that's you fun. go. You like Rain Wilson? Yeah, you know. He named the album. Oh, that's right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I was actually, when you guys were just calling me, I was I was thinking, I was like, okay, Weezer podcast, what am I going to talk about? Because, you know, I haven't listened to them as much in the last few years as I used to, but... I mean, I that's got... standard Weezer fan. fan. Yeah. Well, no, I've, I've heard their recent stuff is actually pretty good. Yeah, but... we're big fans of the White Album. Yeah, the White Album, and then I think Everything Will Be Alright in the End, I hear, is pretty good. Yeah, I'm a fan of that album. Very solid. Yeah. The last one was okay, Pacific Daydream. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna tell you a Weezer mini story. Uh, you might, I think you guys might have seen this on Facebook the other day, but it was the uh, it was the eighth anniversary of when I went to a free show for when uh, Hurley came out. Oh, really? wow. I, yeah. yeah. Where was yeah, it at? It, it's that hotel on Sunset. It's near KTLA by the Freeway Bridge. It's like a is it like the Arabian Lodge or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I do not. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. It's the so, Moroccan? Yeah, I think that's is it. Is it the Moroccan? 
I, I think that's right. I think that's right. I was okay. I was kind of on the right track. Yeah. My friend Dave Greenwald, who used to be the music critic for the Oregonian, and he wrote for all kinds of. He's a, he's a coder now, and that's just the way things go. He uh, he invited me to this thing. He's like, hey, do you want to go to this free Weezer show? And I was like, okay, cool. What's it for? He's like, well, they released a new album. What's it called? He goes, it's called Hurley. I was like, Hurley. He's like, yeah, like after Hurley from Lost. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then he showed me the album cover. And I was like, oh, my God, no way. Have you, have you seen the picture of us with uh, yeah. Jorge Garcia? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. So, so what happened is we get there. And I, I had just started law school at this point. And so I was like still kind of freaked. It was like September. I was still freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know how I'm going to get my work done. Da, da, da. So I figured this will be a you know good way to go. Law get that work done. So I get there. And like I'm standing in line again because like we're on the list. And I turn and I like almost like run face first into like Jorge Garcia's chest. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like standing next to me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess uh, I guess this night's already been worth it. But I don't remember much about the show except for at one point. I don't even remember what song it was during. But I remember at one point Rivers just like came into the crowd, was singing. And then he climbed up on a dumpster. <laughs> and he, he, I have a picture of this. It popped up on Facebook the other day. You guys might have seen it. He's singing and he grabs his nuts and just, <laughs> and just like clutches and like you just you can see everything. And he's, what? he's oh man! And I just got this close up picture of him. <laughs> I did not see like, this. Oh, you gotta! I'll, I'm gonna I'll, check this out as soon yeah, as we get yeah, out. Yeah, here. absolutely. Yeah, but he then proceeded to like cl- literally climb through a bunch of garbage and get up onto like part of a roof and he kept singing up there but i'll never forget being like three feet away from rivers cuomo while he grabbed his nether regions i just like i got i gotta tell you rivers cuomo on a track on like a dumpster grabbing his nuts is like the perfect like visual representation of that era of weezer (laughs) here's the best part i have like 30 photos of this i like i like took him in sequence you can like watch his like progression oh my god i want to see all this i gotta show these to you guys oh my god anyway i I didn't mean to commandeer no no no, that's a great story yeah that's a yeah. that's that's why we have this podcast. <laughs> <sighs> well, okay, so Beverly Hills and <laughs> sorry, Mark, we just found your picture of. <laughs> I, I hate that person's taking a picture on their fucking flip phone. Oh, can I say fuck on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, you okay. can. Fucking A. All right, yeah. So, um, yeah, I hate that that person's like got their flip phone there. It's just, it's kind of ruins the image, but I guess it kind of adds to it because it really specifically dates it to a really specific moment in time. So, make believe, I mean, I, I, ugh, I hated that album. That oh, album made me like, that album made me stop listening to Weezer for like a couple years because I actually reviewed it for the Daily Bruin at UCLA. I think I gave it like, I gave it no pause because you know it was five pause based on <laughs> five pause ratings based on the the Bruins. But uh, yeah, I gave it no pause and I was like, this is just some bullshit, man. I, I mean, you know, we are all on drugs. Best friend, you are my best friend. Yeah, yeah. yep. Those cool. both those songs are on the bracket. <laughs> I mean, there were there were others. Um, there are other songs on the bracket. <laughs> uh, Perfect situation was actually a good song on that album. I always that's, say that's the, the best. The, the two best songs are Perfect Situation, and I I kind of like hold me. Yeah, this is such a pity. Is interesting. I don't know if I'd call it a good song, but did Okasik produce that song? No, no. Okasik. A lot of that was a lot of that was Rick Rubin. 
Uh, <laughs> Rick Rubin produces a lot of that album. What's he? What's he up to now? I guess he's still doing his thing. Uh, I don't I, even know. I, I'm Rick really, Rubin. I'm, I think he's about to take a trip to Africa. <laughs> okay. Well, I, good there, for him. There have been rumors that he's producing the new Strokes album. I know I've heard that before. Oh, uh, they're making a new man. See, I'm so I'm so yeah. out of the loop. So, Mark. Yes. If you have to vote now, what are you going to go with? So what? Okay, what exactly am I voting for? The worst. The song. worst one. The worst song. How do you? Okay, sorry to be a lawyer. How do you define worst? That's all that's, up to you. That's you. That's you. Oh. You can use any criteria. Like you could use cover art if you wanted to. Mm. Cover art for the albums. Or this is all whatever. subjective. Yeah. Okay. You, you yeah. could. Well, you so, could. Okay. You could take what days they released and chart their star patterns, and see which one is more in tune with you if you wanted. You know. So, okay. Well, like I said before, Make Believe, the album, made me really angry. Like, that, that was just, I was, re- I was, re- I remember really looking forward to it mm-hmm. and it coming out and just being like, what? Like, you guys, you, no, uh uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember feeling like almost betrayed. I was really, you know, I, I, my priorities were a little messed up at that point, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, I'm looking at the cover now. Oh yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I remember this album cover. It's like, what, what's that behind them? Is that like, it's like dragons. It's like, kind yeah. of like it looks like the, do you ever been to the drawing room? Yeah. <laughs> it does. Look Have like I that. ever been to the drawing room? I've like run into you guys there. <laughs> it looks like the back. It looks like the one wall at the drawing room. Yeah, That's it what does. it looks like so much. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't live over there anymore. It's, it's, it upsets me. Yeah. But um, this album cover, rather for Maple, it just looks like a bunch of guys standing in front of like a pant leg of like a Von Dutch jean or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't dig that. See, the thing about Beverly Hills as a song, though, I could never decide if it was Rivers. I don't want to say selling out, but like being like, yeah, I want to be in Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. Or if he was being sarcastic. He's not. He's like, not being sarcastic. He's not. I didn't think so. I like kind of wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Everyone, but, everyone just assumes because he has big black glasses that he loves irony, but he really doesn't. I don't think he has the ability. Yeah, to no, it's true. He ironic. doesn't. Yeah, everything's earnest, which you know, it's. Say what you will. Okay, now I'm looking at Ratitude. I mean, yeah, Ratitude is it's certainly a meme photo. The album feels like it was thrown together, like in. I pretty. I think. Looks, I think it was a meme. I think yeah. they just took a meme. I think you're right. I, I feel like I've seen this before. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. Was this the album where they had like the video where they like were with all the internet memes or something? No, the recent? that's the red album. Yeah. That's that, oh that that man. was uh, pork and beans. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, that was another. <sighs> but okay, if I have to vote on these, all right. Uh, oh, here's a picture of what the Ratitude CD actually looks like. Yeah. What the hell? What, what I just happened? I found a, what appears to be an unopened copy of Ratitude being sold for $125. Don't bid on it. Don't bid on no, it. No, no. This is just on Google Images. Like, I don't, I don't even... That's on, like, it's it's from Discogs. Okay, that's 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 a cursed image. I never want to see that again. Oh, here's a, here's a version of the Ratitude cover from Record Store Day where the dog is jumping in a record store. Here's a picture of the Ratitude album where the dog is coming through the door in that famous shot from The Shining, and Shelley Duvall is, you know, freaking out with a knife. I mean, a, I would too. Yeah. Here's a picture of a dog with the Ratitude album. These are all, see, this stuff's all better than the album and the song. Here's an alternate. Okay. You know what? This is kind of selling me. I don't know. Man, this is tough. <laughs> I mean, Beverly Hills, like, 
it's bad, but it also like is one of the least offensive things about make believe in a way. Oh, I disagree with that. (laughs) Well, okay. Okay. So well, convince me. I think it just, I think that song just represents everything that was wrong with Weezer at that moment and what continued to be wrong with them. And the fact that it was a huge success just kind of pushed it even farther, further in that direction. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like their biggest success. Wait, seriously? Yes. Yes. Chart wise, not now. It's not like it's still like you know, but like yeah, it's only it's only been eclipsed by Island in the Sun (laughs) in Africa. (laughs) That's a whole other thing. Um, We've gotten bad enough. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Let me get into that. Okay, here's Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills song. Stephanie Itell of Ancient Sparks performs the Gimme Gimme hook. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, Okay. Chart performance. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you kidding? Wow. This is where Mark reveals he has never listened to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can tell I've never listened to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, because we've discussed all this. Well, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a busy man. <laughs> I thought, we're not blaming you. Yeah, no. we're, we're not getting on you. I am going to start listening now, if only to hear how nasal my voice is. Oh, it's um, up there. Yeah, you know, it's how it is. Nothing you can do about that. No, so I am. Uh, all right, this is this is an unforeseen variable. I'm actually offended at how well this song did. Yes, this is my this is my uh, argument. This had a modicum of popularity. Well, more than that. Like people you know? go nuts when they do it live. Ugh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw some woman go crazy a few weeks ago at the forum. Yeah, you know what? I think on the basis of that, I'm just I'm gonna have to go with, uh, with Beverly Hills. Wow, <laughs> you guys are triggering me. I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of like all the bad memories from Make Believe, and they're all coming back. Wow. Ugh. Yeah, man. I mean, look, both, both this is the this is the Elite Eight. This is the first round of the Elite Eight. So these oh. these songs have been powerhouses. But yeah, we started off with 64 songs. <laughs> We're down to eight. I just feel like no, Beverly seven Hills, now. Beverly, well, I just feel like Beverly Hills. I don't know. It, it, you're, I agree with Andrew on this in terms of, you know, its place and, and, and what it did, and the fact that people get excited about it. And it's, it's. There are so many better representations of Weezer than that song that to hear that people like hold it in some regard just upsets me. Yep. Wow. Man, it's it's kind of venomous. <laughs> I kind of feel bad now. That's just kind of how I do. So, hey, while we have you, we want to talk to you about one more thing. Oh, okay. Uh, can you tell us about what it's like to say the N-word on 7th Heaven? Oh. <laughs> you guys are going deep now. Um, you told me about that. Like you just true, late did. night did, And that blew my mind, and I looked it up. And it, Can I was, we give yeah. a little context to our... our yeah, he, he went on 7th Heaven and said the N-word. He was a child. <laughs> he was a child actor. He was a child, yes. and he went on 7th Heaven. He was heaven. instructed to. These were... Okay, yeah, so that does... Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was scripted. It was scripted. <laughs> that um, wasn't just an improv. <laughs> <laughs> you just did improv, and they're like, start, wait! Certainly not improv. <laughs> <laughs> they're like just go with it just go with it so the family in seventh heaven they take in a hurricane family of black people and it's not a hurricane family the church got burned down oh okay, okay. i didn't yeah. pay that much attention to this it. was, was an edu- this was an educational episode it was up for any consideration thank you very much oh man yeah you did almost- it win a peabody <laughs> no 
It was like the fourth episode of the series, and like everybody thought the show was going to get because it was it was on the WB when it first started, and that was back when nobody watched anything on that channel. Like all the shows were like in like the 120s and the Nielsen's, and people didn't think the show would make it past like five episodes, and then it was on for like eleven seasons. Yeah. Simon, the youngest kid, is playing with the young black child, and they go to the playgrounds and they're playing some sort of action figures, and you're there. <laughs> and you get yes. re- real upset that uh, Simon brings the black kid's character back to life. Yes. And then you you snatch it away from him or? Yeah, I think I, I can't remember. I, I either snatch it away or I say like he can't play anymore. It's some, that It leads to he can't play anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then you give it back and you go, here you go. I mean, do you want to say your old line, your line for no, old time's I, sake? I, 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 I certainly do not want to say it. I certainly do not want to say it. Um, Did you think that they were going to like censor it or like? No. Because it, yeah, because like even knowing that it was coming, like just to hear that word uncensored on Seven Heaven. That show was rated like TV wide. It was like the most wholesome show. The thing that I remember about it was, so me and the kids on the show, we were like all buddies and we would all like, you know, play and like go to like the onset tutor and all this stuff. Like it was, everything was hunky dory. Are you in multiple episodes of 710? Uh, Two, yeah. I was on another one where I split my pants. There was, there, was, there was no racism in that episode. I, I just look at jackass for a different reason. I'm, um, I'm glad that you got along, that you didn't have real-world racism to no, draw upon we for didn't, your character. But, but so the thing was, on the show, I remember like everybody in the crew and everybody kind of like talking in hushed tones around me, being like, oh, man, this, this kid has no idea what he's saying. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, no, I know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm 11 years old, but I know this is bad. Like, I know what I'm about, I'm about to say in this Yeah, show. when you're 11 years old, you're you're aware of racism. It's not like yeah. it's a foreign concept. I was, I trust me, like, I was, I was well aware of what I was saying. And the kid, um, the kid on the African-American kid on the show, he was there with his grandma, and my mom was there. And then the other kid's mom, and they would all hang out. And I just remember my mom just being, like, mortified, like, and feeling, like, horrible around her, being like, oh, my God, like, my son's got to say this awful thing on this TV. She's like, and, you know, she didn't care. Like, (laughs) she didn't mind. She's like, you know, her her grandson's in a TV show. It's like, whatever. It's acting. But uh, it was was definitely an experience. Did they give you anything like, like, Mark, we're going to have you just say a bad word? 
but in this case, it's okay. Like, did they give you that, or did they just throw you to the wolves? Like, go out there and say it. And they kind of throw me to the wolves. And, <laughs> and what I what I do remember is the big focus was that I was doing a stunt because I got punched. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah deservedly so, I might add. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, you were talking spicy. Uh, yeah. I uh, yeah. I mean, if you uh, if you've seen the clip, uh, you, I I really invested in that performance. Oh, we'll um, we'll include the clip. Don't worry. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah, I was doing a stunt. They put like a mat behind me that I was going to fall on, and I actually had padding. You know, I was a chubby kid, but it made me look even chubbier. So I had Ooh. this like, I had this like pad around my midsection for when he punched me. So my favorite thing about it is just how the conversation goes after you say it, because you uh, you yeah. say blank lover, yes, and and so the kid comes. So some other kid comes to uh, Simon's defense and is like, "No, he's not. No, he's not." It's like, yes, he doesn't love black people you know well the part that the part that really like gets me about that scene well there's two things there's i mean aside from the obvious uh, <laughs> the other two things that really get me about the scene are how the black the black kid says you can't solve ignorance with violence which is something i don't think any 11 year old kids ever said <laughs> and also the redheaded kid just saying i want no part of this and just <laughs> Take it off. That's that. I mean, that kid. That kid is like everybody watching it. Like, oh man. <laughs> okay. I got- no, no, no. This is not. This is not cool. But it was funny because then they bring me back a few episodes later. I was ostensibly playing the same character. I was a bully again. Like I said, no racism. I, I guess I learned my lesson. <laughs> and um, then I split my pants. Okay. Uh, I, had, I had cowboy underwear on. <laughs> and then like Dallas Cowboys jacket or? And was like, here you go, covered it up, and then we're all friends. And then I was never seen or heard from again. Okay, let me ask you the most important question. Did okay. you meet Jessica Beal? I did. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. Did you meet the dad who on the, from Seventh Heaven? Yeah. Did did he, did he? Uh, did, was he there? Did he? Uh, did he do? Oh, anything? the dad. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, I got. I got. I gotta say, <laughs> he wasn't there. Thank God. That's just too weird. <laughs> yeah. But I do remember you used to be able to Google Seventh Heaven Racism and my video would come up, the clip of that scene. It has since been taken down, but it got pushed away right around when Stephen Collins, like when that whole thing came out. Oh, really? Like it, it, like, it like knocked it off the front page. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, too. Were you happy somebody, about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be a meme, but I guess that's kind of unavoidable. I mean, did this come up in any job interviews or like... Hey, I actually, were... no, I actually had a job one time where I ended up leaving for different reasons, but the subject came up and someone basically tried to be like, yeah, it's really disturbing that you were in that. And I'm like, well, uh, I was an actor. <laughs> I mean, I'm I sorry. I was in an episode of seventh heaven. <laughs> the really ra- I'm sorry. I was in an episode of television where I played a racist character. It's not like I'm like a racist, you know, I didn't write it at age 11. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I only play one TV. I'm not one in real life. I'm not like, uh, you know, rallying with neo-Nazis or anything like that. That's when you kind of know someone's really stupid is when they can't separate that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, look, I'll be real with you. Like, I worry about that. Like, I mean, I, I, I've got to say when you guys brought it up, I was like, Oh no, I hope I don't get like, (laughs) (laughs) don't worry. We're not that popular. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like something, it's like, it's like you shouldn't feel ashamed about it. Cause it's like, 
it's something you did. You know, it's acting. Fast, fast. Michael Fassbender played one of the most virulently, horribly racist characters like ever in Twelve Years a Slave. Like, I mean, I'm sure he sleeps okay at night. Well, cool, Mark. Well, hey, man, we gotta run. We gotta finish this up. But man, dude, thanks so much for uh, helping us out here. Yeah, Uh, and once again, Beverly Hills is moving on. Beverly Hills is moving on. I wish I was there right now instead of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. Good luck with the trial. Uh, we hope you, you come back soon. Okay. Take Bye, care, guys. All right. Bye, dude. See you. Bye. Wow. Tripping down the freeway. I can't believe it's gone. I mean, I, I, I kind of can because it was up against uh, Beverly Hills. I mean, yes, but still, I mean... <sighs> They they're all losers in my eyes. <laughs> I just don't I, I don't think I can see what's gonna happen from here on out. It's gonna be a shocker every time. It is. Some of these I'm gonna have a hard time letting go. <laughs> I know. Except that I'm very happy to not continually. They become to them. become our babies. I'm uh, the only jokes that come to mind I think I shouldn't say, so I'm not, I'm not gonna say Okay. Anything. All right, let's move on. Round two, in the mall. Off of Ratitude. Versus... Where's my sex? Off of Hurley. Jesus. God. You know, uh, can they both win? They're both terrible. Yeah, I mean, do you really want that? Do you want to have to keep talking about one of these next week? Like, <laughs> We're going to have to keep talking about one of them. But do you want to keep talking about both of them? I guess. It's just like now it's just like, now I think we come up to every song and it's like, well, how could anything beat that? It's terrible. But like, it's all like eight people who should all win, yeah. you know? This is a Royal Rumble. It's like Andre the Giant versus Stone like, Cold versus Hulk Hogan Stone versus Cold Bret Hart versus Stone Cold versus Doink versus Stone Cold <laughs> who's still not come on the show. Yeah, we kind of stopped asking. <laughs> we kind of forgot to keep asking. <laughs> we it's like we haven't talked about Matt Sharp enough in the last few episodes. We haven't asked him to come on either. We should. We should ask Matt and Stone Cold to come on together. (laughs) Oh my God! That what a powerhouse episode that would be. All right, so (laughs) where's my sex? Where is it? It's one of the most god awful songs ever written. Yeah, I just don't see how it gets to all because what? How did the other members not say anything to Rivers? I don't know. They're writing too busy writing songs about being in the mall and shit like that. (laughs) 
But there, at some point, they have to say, look, Rivers, I love you, man, but I just don't, I'm not feeling this one. In the mall where you just, or where's my sex? Like, it's not even a pun. And then the situations aren't that funny. And then it's like, it has no replay value once you know the joke, you know? I know. Like, like Pat, what are you doing, man? How many people in the world do you think if you said In the Mall by Weezer, they would say, I know that song? <laughs> um, we have 500 followers now. <laughs> yeah. so. I'm, I'm really curious because it's like a song that no one really knows. Yeah. We only know it so well because of this project at this point. Yeah, I had forgotten about it for years. And uh, I, I kind of miss those simpler times. <laughs> it's got to be like, do you think there's more than like a thousand people who know this song? Like, really, really know this song. Really, really know this song. Okay, so we have 500. There are four members of Weezer. <laughs> so you're saying it tops out fi- at 504 people. No, because someone had to mix it. Someone had to master it. Um, so, like, I, it was at least proposed to the special goodness. So I'm going to say 512, maybe? Because anybody at the label doesn't remember it. No, no. <laughs> This is when they were, they were still on Geffen at the, this point, right? Yeah. All right. There's a difference in qual- inherently in the quality of songwriting when it comes to Rivers Cuomo and Pat Wilson. Yes. And I think you have to take that into uh, consideration while evaluating these two. Wait, you're saying because Pat is not uh, an adept I, no, of course songwriter? Not. Of course he's not. Hold on, but you're saying you give him more credit because he is less talented? Yeah. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I, I see where you're going <laughs> yes. with that. Where's My Sex is such a bad song from a talented songwriter, where while In the Mall is a bad song from what I can tell is a bad songwriter. I mean, he's musically talented <sighs> in other ways, but Fuck. songwriting is just not his fucking forte, and you have to consider that. <sighs> God. My music history uh, makes your point, because like, I loved all those Wesley Willis records. Yeah. And that was the max of his songwriting power. He couldn't, you know, rock and roll McDonald's or I whooped the Batman's ass. That was him hitting on all of his cylinders. Are they good songs? Absolutely not. But well, they had charm to it. It's kind of like evaluating Daniel Johnson songs sometimes. Daniel Johnson songs do have general, they have a general melody and catchiness to them. And they do make sense. I've always said Daniel Johnson songs are generally better when actual art when artists cover Daniel Johnson. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and like so, it's always really interesting because you can because you can always tell that the bones of a real song are there in a Daniel Johnson song. Yeah, though I don't know if the bones are there and in the mall. If only Daniel Johnson ever took on a partner, <laughs> someone to finish off the job. Yeah, you know. You mean if he was like in a band or something? Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it helps to, you know, have a Lennon McCartney or a West Mescody, you well, know? Well, like Dan Johnson never had, like, I don't, he never really put out albums that were super produced or, you know, like... I know, but he could have... Well, some of them are, some of his later material, but that early material that we really liked, and that, I think it was like, the best stuff, yeah. That raw stuff, it's like everyone appreciates it for being raw, but it's sometimes it's like, you know, if he just handed it to someone who, like knew a few more chords and a little bit more about like pentatonic scales and yeah. you know all that this could have been a real banger you know <laughs> but i don't know <laughs> but we're getting a little off track because oh going, us going back to in the mall though because i this is an interesting conversation that relate yeah. and i think we should relate it to that is what i'm saying it's not like pat wilson didn't have that though you know what i'm saying he had rivers clobo there to help him guide him it was even like a song like in the mall 
yes, but I think that he was trying to do something on himself. Like he's trying to prove him. He's trying to prove his own merit. Yeah. On this, you know, I can see that reason for not wanting to have Rivers come in because he didn't want to just be, you know, doing a River uh, a Cuomo Wilson song. No. He wanted to do a Wilson song. I mean, what if it was a Wilson Shriner song? Ooh. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke the other day because after the UB40 story came out with uh, Brad Kavanaugh, I was like, what would be the most ridiculous member of Weezer to try and get a fight with? And I went with Brian Bell. Yeah, that's you know what I was going to say. Because like, I still don't think most people know who Scott Schreiner is. Also, Scott Schreiner, I think he's a little scrappier. Yeah. I think he's more ready to well, fight. He can kick fight. the shit out of me. Oh. Brian Bell is a vegan. I could maybe take <laughs> Brian Bell. I got the weight, at least. The weight thing would kind of like... Pat, I don't know. Pat Wilson might be funnier just because he seems to be such a good-natured person. I think Brian Bell was the right person for the joke there. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Okay, let's get down to it. Let's vote. Okay. This is a very tough one. This is a, this is a fucking juggernaut of a fucking... I really dislike both of these songs. Oh, how could you not? How could uh, anyone like any of these songs? Uh, I I can't think of a way. Um, I just in the mall. Just there's it's a blown opportunity for Pat because he has his chance to have a Weezer record, uh, and he just blows it. He just blows it. It's like this was the best you could come up with. I know. Ah. <sighs> Blowing it at the mall. No, if he was talking about that, <laughs> I think it'd be a much more interesting song. <laughs> well, I gotta be honest with you, dude. I think Where's My Sex is the worst song. <sighs> oh, we're gonna have to have someone settle this for us. Uh, we are. We are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> We are. All right. Let's well, do it. Let's go to the phones. All right, then. I guess we're going to call my old college roommate, Bob. Bob. Hello. Hey, Bob. What's up? It's Andrew. Hi. Hey, up? we're recording. Yeah, I, I'm Nick. Hello. That's, that's Nick. He's, that's my podcast partner. Okay. So what's up, Bob? How you guys doing? We're good. We're just talking about Weezer. Which oh, we nice. which we do every week now, <laughs> which we can't escape from anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're stuck. Yeah, and they keep putting out new bad songs. So they yeah, on forever. Sadly, those don't get in the bracket because we've already started this project, and they no, we just can't do it. They have to be on an album. That's yeah, they our, do have to be on an album. album. That oh, is like, that is criteria okay. for a song to be on the bracket. Yeah. So we're stuck. <laughs> And we, and we need help. Prisoners in a prison of your own making. Yes, absolutely. So the two songs we're voting for are In the Mall. Oh. Versus Where's My Sex. Oh, man. Yeah, we're in the uh, Elite Eight. We are. We, it's we're, all heavy hitters. We're now. deep in this project. I, here's the problem. I'm like a Hurley apologist. So, oh, man. Just out of the gate, I have a more positive response to Where's My Sex than I should. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to justify voting either way since they are both so bad. <laughs> Not awful songs. Okay, the, the, thing, the thing that is in favor of Where's My Sex 
excluding everything about it from a lyrical perspective uh and like 30 percent of the music is that some of the guitars are pretty heavy in like a maladroity kind of that like artificial heaviness that rivers trafficked in occasionally back then yeah yeah it's kind of yeah it's yeah they're heavy in the same way that the beverly hills guitars are a little crunchy you know yes that like awful it's like he got a bunch of new metal amps on sale <laughs> oh. oh man but like i kind of respond to that so uh <laughs> i've listened to where's my sex many times because well, it's on hurley and i liked hurley a lot when it came out here, here's the thing i agree with you that hurley's a better album than ratitude because ratitude is a god-awful album yeah oh but it, it has ambition it doesn't even have that much ambition. It's not even like like at least like the like the red album has ambition. Yeah. Well, Ratitude doesn't yeah. have much ambition. I, well, it has "Can't Stop Partying." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say "Can't Stop Partying" is like objectively, from the perspective of like the music critic who wants a band to evolve and change and like, I don't know, experiment with new ways of expanding their sound. Like theoretically, "Can't Stop Partying" is like the most anyone could ask for from an artist. Oh, we, 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 oh, we are yeah. big fans of can't stop party anymore. Great. Yeah. We, Great. We, it was well, eliminated the first round. We keep talking about it. Oh, so I'm, I'm so taking unable. You're unable to pick between these. We yeah, tie. Yeah. We each get a vote. We're tied. Yeah. We see, see that's what we I all, t- we both tied. So we need, we have to call someone to make the, the game winning decision. I mean, I like where's my sex more. Oh, that means in the mall's gonna move on. Oof. Yeah. Wow. I would say that is a worse song. Or a song that brings me less pleasure. I th- <laughs> man, I will be honest I with mean, you. I mean it's zero versus I thought, zero. I, I, I imagine where's my sex going even deeper than this? I did too. Yeah, where's my sex was like one of these like heavy hitters for us. But <laughs> this is where oh, we yeah, are, but I could knock out a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right Saving then. Away for a Cinderella story. You got any Weezer anecdotes you have recently, Bob? Recent Weezer anecdotes? Yeah. Dude, I was watching... There's that video where Weird Al comes out and plays Africa with them. You mean... Oh, yeah, I was there. I was at that concert. Were you really? Yeah, I was at the forum. Did Rivers, did Rivers wear, like, a cut-off Nirvana shirt and skinny jeans the whole time? No, no. He had four costume changes. <laughs> okay, that was like that was like some sort of affectation. Yeah, like he and he wore uh, that every night. Like, I had, see, yeah like just seeing that out of context and being like is this what rivers is doing now i really had a moment where i was concerned for him no at one point he wore like a boat captain's uniform <laughs> somehow that seems like i'm less worried he he rides like he r- rides a scooter into the middle of the audience where they have this mini like boat set up and he does, does an acoustic set where he plays island in the sun and like <laughs> aha's take on me and he's playing something wow. else but it was like, yeah, while wearing like a like a captain's uniform, like he's on the love boat. <laughs> yeah, no, I I can picture it. I I feel like I've already seen it, even though I haven't. I actually <laughs> saw him on Sunday. Did you? Um, he played with the L.A. Philharmonic. He did a couple songs. So he played like just for a small crowd in, in Hollywood and Vine. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was one of those sets where he just does a bunch of covers. Yeah, it was like yeah, he did exactly. Island of the Sun and then three covers. Yeah, yeah, he came here in a small venue, and I missed it, which was stupid, but he did that thing where he plays, like, Smashing Pumpkins songs and stuff. And yeah, I, was, I saw it. 
I saw him do one jealous. of those sets back in like March or April. But he played. Yeah, he, he went pl- on a mini tour. He plays like he played like a ton of Weezer songs too. You know what I'm saying? He didn't then just play. Uh-huh. Cut. Yeah, he played like he played every Weezer song you'd want to hear. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that he's happy. He seems happy. He seems he, he, he's he, in a good place. He seems he's been happier at these shows than I used to see him. He used to be yeah. so like impersonal and just kind of robotic and now he's kind of opened up a little bit yeah he seems happy with the idea that people like weezer for whatever reason they like weezer i don't know he's like really settled into old age i mean i don't think any of us saw the africa africa thing coming no god i was hoping they would just leave it at rosanna if it's not so much that they covered africa it's the success of africa that really blows my mind I mean, I think that the, the weird part about that, though, is it's like the cover is so straight ahead. Yeah. Like, there's so little Weezer in it, right? Like, the chorus, if you crank it up really loud, like, you have this moment where you hear those guitars and you glimpse what an amazing cover it could have been. Yeah. And instead, it's just, like, basically Toto's Africa, which in that way that, like, when Wayne's World had Bohemian Rhapsody in it, like, Bohemian Rhapsody topped the charts again. Well, like, what if they had just covered Bohemian Rhapsody and everybody was reminded of, like, oh, man, that song is awesome. Yeah. So, like, they just basically stole Toto's sales from Toto for a resurgence for that song, I feel like. Well, oh, they get songwriting and publishing, so. Um, but I get, like, like I get why it happened, because it's like that 14-year-old girl had the campaign and she was she really yeah. pushed it, So, which is good on her. And it's like, it, it, they'd almost be kind of shitty not to, like, almost respect the wishes of a 14 year old girl (laughs) it just i did not see it becoming a hit for them i i think it's more that just the the song has good bones so the fact that weezer was there it's like right place right time and they put out a single that was that song that's true like toto can't put out the single again (laughs) they can try (laughs) Yeah, yeah All right, Bob. Well, thank you for uh, helping us out. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm sorry I uh, went the other direction. No, no, no. no. I mean, what one Titan was going to fall. <laughs> Either way, one of these motherfuckers was going to have to go out. I know. Yeah, uh, that's always. It's the like way. the end of the wire now. <laughs> 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 All right, man. You have a good night. Yeah, you too. See you then. Bye. Later. Bye. So did that go how you think it would? Uh, no. no <laughs> I mean, hold on. We had someone tell us they legitimately enjoyed Where's My Sex, and I'm reeling. I'm 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 blown away. I always thought that Where's My Sex would go to the end. I mean, you knew this guy. I know. You knew, you knew him really well. <laughs> Did you know he was a Where's My Sex apologist, a Harley apologist? I, I may have known in a little, I may have known at one time, but I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> But you know what? Does, does this put does this put him in different light in your eyes? It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but you know what? I love my friends. And I guess that means in the mall. You're going to love them when you see them in the mall? <laughs> <laughs> Another slobber knocker of an episode. <laughs> Of the Weezer bracket. <laughs> That's what I want to call every episode. A slobber knocker. Oh, my God. This one, I feel just beat up for a lot of reasons. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, my God. Your winners are Beverly Hills and In the Mall. Wow. 
Oh, boy. This is it. Whoever wins this thing is a fucking real champion. It's a trooper of a fucking song. <laughs> this is like that Mortal Kombat where you put it on fucking expert level and you have to fight like two at once and then you have to fight Goro, then Kentaro, and then there's another Oro. I'll and- just be that dude who pops in the corner and goes, ah! Ed Boon. Is that his name? And he says, Toasty. <laughs> First, when I used to think as a kid, it was he was just saying Sega, but it didn't make any sense. He says Toasty. Like, how's it that you get Sega out of that? I was a kid. I don't, it's like, also, I, that would be like intense brand awareness. <laughs> I can believe that today in yeah. our Instagram world, where it's just like, you got to keep saying the product name. You got to keep really, saying the product really name. really wouldn't be making any sense if you're playing on like Super Nintendo. <laughs> well, if you're playing with Sega, you had the gray blood, so it sucked. Yep. Kind of weird that it was Sega that, that happened and not Super Nintendo. Yeah, actually, now that I think about yeah. it. We're the edgy company, except when it comes to blood. That's a no-no. Anyhow. Anyhow, join us next week where we will have some titanous fights. We have Automatic versus your favorite heart songs. Woof. Then we're going to have Thought I Knew versus Thank God for Girls. Woof, woof. So, you know, just keep coming back. You're going to keep getting rewarded, I guess. You're going to be hurt, hurting. All right. Thank you very much. We love you. Bye, guys. Bye. All the Weezer songs, we are claiming fair use uh, for purposes of discussion, and you should look back because there's a lot of discussion about these, so there you go. But the intro music is by Alvoro Kid, and we downloaded it from hooksounds.com, Creative Commons with attribution, so there you go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Oh, I would actually like to give a shout out to Spence Nicholson for helping us with the art. Yeah. Oh, he's just real happy about that. And giving it and letting us record in your house. Thank you, Spence. Thanks, Spence. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.